Hi everyone, Steph here once again to welcome you to today's newest episode of Spectre. Today, I have something a little different for you. The first featured trailer at the end of this episode is not an audio drama, but if you listen all the way to the end, you'll get to listen to the audio trailer for Fermi's Progress, a series of novels by Chris Farnell that came out this month, and you might recognize the voice of Spectre's very own Dr. Carl Amos, also known in real life as Kareem Cronfley as well. The Fermi is Earth's first faster-than-light spaceship. It's also its last. How is that possible, you ask? Well, the very moment the Fermi's engines engage, it unleashes a shockwave that vaporizes planets and even entire solar systems in its wake. And unfortunately, no one knows how to turn it off. Join the Fermi crew as they are forced to survive wonders, dangers, and planetary-scale genocide using what little wits they have while bouncing a trail of destruction across the galaxy. If this sounds of interest to you, I'll be putting the link to their website so you can purchase Fermi's Progress and read it to your heart's content. I've not read it yet, but I've definitely added it to my to-read pile. And maybe you will too. Second up is an opportunity to support another indie podcast. Someone Dies in This Elevator, we'll just call it SDITE from here on out for simplicity's sake, is a spoiler-driven anthology series where there is always an elevator and someone always dies in it. A 2021 New Jersey WebFest and Audioverse Awards winner in seven categories, no less, SDITE is currently crowdfunding for their second season on Indiegogo. I'll provide links in the show notes, and this show is totally worth your support. Not only do they have great perks for those who chose to donate, but the show itself is absolutely fantastic. Talmanir, who you all know is Macy Vincent here on Spectre, is the producer and showrunner. And if you know anything about Tal, it's that they consistently make brilliant content. And SDITE is no exception. If you're not in a place to donate, that is totally fine. What you can do is head on over to the website that I'm sharing in the show notes and post it on social media. Get that word out. You can also follow the show on Twitter under the handle at SDITEPod. All right, those are all of my extra comments for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy this next installment of Spectre, Episode 6, Sobering. Spectre is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Come in. Ah, 
Sicily. You have good news for me, I assume? Unfortunately, no. Our team has been scouring the sector where the second ping originated from, top to bottom. But there's nothing. I even took a second, third, and fourth look at the data that came through, and there was... Nothing? Yes. There was nothing more to find or analyze. But there was another ping that came through around four hours ago. And? So far, it's worthless. The ping came through with virtually no data, and the location is about as unclear as it gets. There's no way to pinpoint exactly where it came from. Cicely, I'd love for you to clear something up for me. Yes? How is it that our benefactors have funded this project so well, and all we've been able to produce thus far is a gaggle of dead or maimed soldiers, and one operative with a defective chip that's gone... rogue? And not only that, but the minute this chip left the facility, it was rendered inaccessible to the team. To the most advanced facility in the inhabited universe. Unless, that is, we get a... a ping. How is that, Cicely? I don't have the answer for that. It's a prototype. An experiment. There's no way we could have planned for this. I don't accept that. Fix this, Cicely. Fix it, or your grant will be withdrawn and your place on this team dissolved. Carl, that's... Do it. I won't say it again. I expect an update with some sort of progress on Monday morning first thing. You have the weekend. And if I'm not absolutely amazed by your progress, all deals are off. We're done here. (sighs) Stare at this light and follow it when I move it. I can see it just fine. Ada, I am so sorry. Hush up. I don't want to hear from you. If you've broken anything, and I really do mean anything, I'm going to make sure you feel it in your bones. Ada, please stay still. I I didn't mean it. I said hush up. Ro, why don't you sit on the other side of the room for a moment? I need to do a checkup on you two anyway. But I... Ro? Fine. I'll just over here. Alright. Does this hurt? No. And this? No. This? Ah. Got it. Let me get a scan on this and I'll be right back. How about you? Anything hurt? She isn't. She will be. Oh, come on, Don't come on me, girly. You threw me across a room. Enough. That's enough out of you too, Ro. Focus on me. Good. Now tell me, do you hurt anywhere? No. I feel fine. <sighs> what, Ada? Do you want me to cut off my leg or something? Would that make you feel better? It's a start! Oz, you dumbasses, stop! Sorry. Sorry. Do you remember anything? Very little. Um, 
there was something happening that was really upsetting. I, I can't remember much. While I was dreaming, it felt very real, but it's faded a lot since I woke up. Look, I'll be honest, Ro. I'm stumped. I don't know how to help you because my normal methods end up with you throwing crewmates across rooms or nearly blowing up the ship. I know. But we can't keep doing this. It's it's just too dangerous. You're too much of a liability. So what? You're, you're going to recommend that Lillian have me thrown out of the airlock? What? No. Gods. Who do you think we are? Pirates. I think you're pirates. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But you are. And, and pirates purge their ship of weak links, right? Bro, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. You're safe here. I remember you telling me that my status here wasn't up to you when I first came on board. Yeah, well, that much is true. But we're not monsters. Okay, look, we're getting off topic here. No, what, what I meant by that is that I have to do some additional research before we try to resurface your memories. We need to find a way to help you get control of whatever this is before we go exploring around in your brain. It's a chip. What? Whatever this is, it's a chip. They put it right here, at the base of my neck. Huh. Yeah, there is a scar there. I would imagine so. You'd think that with all of the technology they have access to, that they'd find a way to at least cover it up. You know what? I I just remembered something. Um, where's Warren? Why... Why isn't he in the med bay with us? I sent him to his quarters to rest. He'll be most comfortable there. It's faster healing. I need to talk to him. Well, he needs to rest. Okay. W- when can I talk to him? Depends. On what? When he's ready. Oh, God, you're infuriating. He said he could help me get control, okay? Of what? The chip? How? Meditation. He said he had some experience with stuff like this and had ways to help. I... I declined. And I've come to realize that was probably a mistake. Sure as shit got that right. Ada, that's enough. I just, I, I don't know. I, I get pulled into these memories, and, and then I lose control. And this last one, it was the worst it's ever been. That place, the place I was before you found me, it was a bad place. I'm pretty sure I was tortured. Ada, don't move. Let's not get into that now, Rose. Just once Warren is well enough, we'll talk to him about how he thinks he can help. In the meantime, for the safety of the ship and everyone on it, I need you to use these every night before you go to bed. They're sedatives. Should help you sleep soundly. And no dreams. Yeah, I I can do that. Just put one on your wrist before you go to bed, and you'll be right as rain. Now go on. I have an ornery patient here to contend with. (laughs) You haven't even seen ornery yet. And just give her time. Yeah, she's fiery when she's angry, but she's more of a flashbang than she is a slow burn. Thanks, Karen. I heard that! Also, fiery flashbang, old man!
Oh, hey, Ed. Good gods, Macy, you startled me. Oops. Sorry about that. What you up to? Just working on some finances. Yuck, boring. We haven't done anything fun in forever. It's always finances this, transport planning that. Why can't we go on a fun mission? You know I can't control what kind of jobs come across our table. No, I guess not. But what if we just make our own mission? One that will take us somewhere exciting and dangerous? Ooh, we could go after one of those huge trucots. You, you know, one of those whaley tentacly beasties that sometimes show up as dark matter on the scanners? <laughs> That'd be fun. Sure, I'll see what I can do. Great. And if we could go to a fancy party or something while we're at it, that would be good too. A fancy party? Good luck getting at her into a dress. You remember the last time Lillian took us on one of her promo sprees, don't you? Who says she has to wear a dress? I'm sure we'd be able to find something that she'd love. And now that I have you distracted from your work, can I have the bridge for a little bit? Pretty please? What for? Lillian. She wants to chat and said I needed to be by my work terminal. You know how she is about eavesdropping. It's probably some dumb feedback one-on-one. Never mind that I'm her first mate. Oh, I need to take a break anyway. I've been in this for the last four hours. Oh, you. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't move anything over here, okay? I have everything right, right where, where you want it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Out! I am first mate, you know, and your elder. And I'm bossy. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Cheers. Bye! Call Lillian. Lacey? Yep. How are you? Lovely. But my patience is beginning to wear thin with these bureaucrats. Are you at your computer? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I was hoping you would have some updates for me. About the server, you mean? Yes. Anything? Nothing. And I don't think there will be. Why do you say that? Well, the data was encrypted, which was expected and not hard at all to crack. Even decrypted, though. Most of it is complete nonsense. Almost like it's written in some sort of unknown language. It goes way beyond a normal electronic cipher or scrambler. I'm good, but I'm not a cryptographer or a linguist. Hmm. Disappointing. Can you pull anything usable out of the data? Not for most of it. Some of the data I've been able to make sense of could potentially be used if we wanted to go and visit this Upsilon place, wherever it is. I found some blueprints, and it's surprisingly not a fortress. Lots of potential entry points, and fewer cameras than you'd expect. Good. Keep that on the back burner. What about the units still at the center? Nothing yet. The one we have on board was easy to crack, but the one back at Aphelion Finch is something else. How do you mean? The levels of encryption are insane. I don't know what sort of data is housed on it, but it must be really important, because I've only worked out around 1% of it. None of my programs are working, so I'm having to go through each and every line, and there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lines to go through. Possibly millions. How long will it take you? Honestly? As always. A couple of years? Maybe longer. (sighs) Of course, I've got a visitor. Be right there. I trust that you have kept your word and haven't told anyone else about our visibility on the unit at the center? Cross my heart. 
only Ada knows. Okay, keep me updated. I'll call you in a few days to check in. Please do everything you can to get access to that data. I'll do my best. Goodbye. Bye! Now, door open. I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, Garen told me to leave you alone, and I, I promise I won't stay long, but I wanted to ask if your offer was still on the table. Offer? About helping me control the chip. What changed your mind? I need to get this under control. I, I feel like the longer I go without confronting it and forcing myself to adapt, the harder it will be to fix. Learning to control it won't make it go away. There's no fixing it without surgical removal. I don't think there's one surgeon in the universe who'd be willing to take that on. Even one of the unethical ones. No, I I know that. That's not what I meant. I'm a risk. Right now, I could very well blow the specter into pieces just by trying to remember what I did yesterday. And it's not fair of me to ask you all to shoulder that burden. So I need to figure it out. Fast. It's not going to be a quick fix, Ro. I know, but... I already heard Garen, and, and damn near blew up the ship. And now, Ada. Ada, uh, what happened? Hey, hey, is she no, okay? stay down. Ada is fine. Pissed, obviously, and a bit banged up, but she'll be okay. Garen is working on her. What happened? My subconscious got a little out of control while I slept. <sighs> but see, that's why I need your help. You said you could help me, remember? I don't want to hurt anyone else. Of course I'll help. Oh, thank you. You have no idea. You are my only lifeline. Don't worry. We're going to figure it out. I sure hope so. You know, I don't know how anyone could be expected to deal with something like this. And, and I can't remember. I don't remember anyone telling me this is what it would be like. Do you think you would have consented if you knew? No, probably not. Though, I can't even really be sure of that, can I? <laughs> the few memories I have of myself and who I was before all of this, I... I don't know, I... I think duty was really important to me. Perhaps. Then again, perhaps not. Well, anyway. Um, what now? How do we get started? Well, first, we let me sleep. Garen has me on some pretty heavy painkillers. And I'm about to nod off on you. What, my engaging conversation isn't enough to keep you awake? All right, all right. Note taken. <laughs> Let me know when you're feeling up to it, okay? Sure. Warren? Yeah? Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> uh, good night. Good night. Yes? Hey, what's up, Doc? Ah, Sigma. What's your position? Uh, RAV 45 takes outside Glee 667CC. Did you know that the landmass is purple there? <laughs> Absolutely wild. Your report? Good news! I've got a lead. And it's a thousand times better than one of those stupid ping goose chases you've been sending us on. And 
So, I connected with some buddies of mine, and apparently there's this rumor going on that an entire outfit of merch went missing recently. Like, recent, recent, you know? Sigma, I don't Bear with me, Doc. I have a point. So, these dudes went missing, right? And I'm thinking, I've heard of these guys. They wouldn't just disappear from the face of the universe without reason. Do you get me? No, I don't. So, I did a little digging and I found the area they were last seen. So the men and I, we went on a little recon mission and get this. We found them! Found who? The group of orcs that went missing! And my hunch was right. They're the same group you sent out to investigate one of the first pings. Only, here's the interesting part. They were all dead, floating out in the space nearby their abandoned ship. Totally crazy shit, right? And these guys were in rough shape. Not because they were exposed to space, but because something or someone absolutely wrecked them. Broken bones, dismemberment, I mean, blood everywhere, and so on. It wasn't pretty. I mean, one of them had their head blown clean off. Unreal. Get to the point, Sigma. You know what? You really don't appreciate a finely crafted story, do you, Doc? Sigma. Fine, 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 fine. So, uh... Um... Oh, we went on board, we hooked up to their internal systems, and their last logs noted seeing a smuggling ship called the Spectre on their radar. Sorry? What was the name of the ship? The Spectre. Apparently, it's this white whale in the pirating community. Super well-known, high-value, rare goods, owned by the tippy-toppy elite. Go on. So, the captain issues an order to approach, force their way in, and snatch up the target they believed was on board. Obviously, they were unsuccessful. I took the liberty of hooking into the body cam of the dude with his head blown off. I mean, how could I not, right? Uh, and it was definitely her. She killed, like, 90% of the entire team within, like, seconds. Her. Meaning Rogue. Congrats, Doc! You got it. The body cam footage is pretty intense, and you're probably gonna lose your lunch when you watch it because it's like shaky cam, but she was there. I mean, she's always been a great fighter, but this, this was something else. Those mercs, they didn't stand a chance. In what way? Well, like I said, you can't really see much, but it looked like she was throwing them around without even touching them. Do you still have that footage? Sure do. You want me to send it over? Please. Consider it done, Doc. Any clue as to where the Spectre is now? I have a few ideas. Good. Go after them. Just make sure you let me know where you're headed. You have carte blanche to manage this mission as you see fit. Live retrieval is preferable, but extreme situations sometimes call for extreme measures. Noted. Full report and footage incoming. You have just been listening to Spectre, an indie sci-fi audio drama podcast. I'm Steph Howerton, the creator and showrunner, and I am so glad that you chose to spend some time with us today. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you could rate and review Spectre on your podcast platform of choice. It's a really great and easy way to help new listeners find the show, and the more people who listen, the more we can do in future episodes. This episode featured the voice talents of myself, Steph Howerton, as Roe, Alan Chan as Warren Lee, David Alt as Edward Whitlaw, David S. Deer as Garen Bykirch, Tal Manier as Macy Vincent, Newton Shottlecotty as Atalanta Harris, Stephanie Tobin as Lillian Dunn, 
Kareem Cronfley as Dr. Carl Amos, and Justin Rygard as Jefferson Hammond. Sound design by Brad Colebrook and music by Tim Roscoe. For a written list of credits and a full transcript of this episode, please visit SpectrePod.com. That's S-P-E-C-T-R-E pod.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter or Instagram via the handle at SpectrePod. Thank you so much again for spending part of your day with us. There are a plethora of great podcasts to listen to out there, and I'm so honored that you opted to listen to Spectre. Have an absolutely wonderful day. This is how you died. You were worrying about something. Something that you probably thought was important. More important than the sky over your head and the strange things happening there. The Fermi is the Earth's first... and last faster-than-light spaceship. The last? Because it turns out its engine vaporises entire star systems in its wake. And nobody knows how to turn it off. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? He said. Samson looked aghast. Disappointing? How? Well, isn't this supposed to be the inside of a sphere? Shouldn't the horizon be all curving up into the distance while massive alien continents hang in the sky above us? I was expecting some serious majesty. This looks like the Norfolk Broad. There was an ocean planet sheathed in a crust of ice. The LIDAR detected metropolises gathering round underwater volcanoes. There was a tidally locked world, freezing night on one side, brutal blistering day on the other. Clusters of dim red lights bejeweled the twilight line between the two and had begun to reach out into the darkness. They all died. So you're saying, what's simpler? that an English-speaking telepathic shapeshifter is trying to con its way onto our spaceship, or that there's been another person on board the entire time and we just forgot about her, Connor said. Occam's razor isn't what it used to be. Four planets. Four adventures. Four apocalypses. Fermi's Progress by Chris Farnell. Available now at Amazon and Scarlet Ferret. Elevators. One of the deadliest creatures known to man. Notable in part for their 100% fatality rate on hit podcasts, someone dies in this elevator. Today, we're taking a closer look at them. As you and I both know, they hunger for violence, lying in wait for unsuspecting passengers that soon will become their victims. Little is known about how these elevators hunt, save for the fact that no two seem to kill in the same way. Scientists speculate that this may be an intentional tactic to prevent their prey from forming defensive measures. Should you encounter an elevator in the wild, your best option is to remove yourself from the situation. Do not attempt to fight the elevator. Here we see an elevator in its natural habitat. A passenger approaches. 
Oh, no. What, what are you doing? Get away from there. No, come on, don't do that. Oh, I cannot watch this. Turn it off. Turn it off. Just, just listen to the podcast, okay? Someone Dies in This Elevator is now crowdfunding season two. It would mean the world to me if you can spare a few bucks to help us make it. As thanks for supporting the show, you can get a bunch of cool perks, including early episode access, show stickers, and my personal favorite, a two-page tabletop RPG game about dying in elevators. Go to bit.ly sdite to help pay our cast and crew.